-hmm. We're not. We're not that. You have to find that within yourself. It's not until after you find that within yourself that things really start to change in your world. And if, if enough people do that, then enough people come outside to more pleasant things. That's that's where it goes. I, I, I love I love I love what it. How you gonna win if you ain't right within? There is just there is just a lot of absolute nonsense. Ain't no bangers on here. Like, come on, man. Over here, go a bunch of this conscious preachy preachy shit. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALW Pod on Instagram. The God and in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Keon, before we get into any of it, because we're clearly going to talk about Kendrick's album. Mm-hmm. Right. You've listened to the entire thing yeah. now. Right. And first of all, let me say that I'm happy. I'm happy that you did that. Why? Because I was going to come in here and talk about it anyway. And I was going to have to try to find a way to bring the words to life and speak about some of the ideals without you having listened to it. And it's because of what you called me and said the other day that you don't ever, you've never given him a real shot. Oh, okay. So that's why I thought that. So I, I was about because like, I was about to ask you, like, you didn't think I was going to listen to it? No, absolutely not. Because <laughs> you don't listen to Kendrick. So I was like, you know, I've, I've been listening to him. I'm, I'm not like a huge old mixtape guy. I've uh-huh. listened to Section 80 probably once mm-hmm. and whatever was before that. No, I don't, yeah. I don't think I and, did. But and just to clarify, I really only have ever listened to like, the singles, you know what I'm saying? Like right. what's hot, yeah. what you would hear on the radio from Kendrick. But I've never really like jumped into, you know, a full album of his. But I knew that I wanted to give this one a shot. I just think that, I don't know, maybe my brain is just doing something different these days. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. you know, this is something that um, I've listened to. I've, I feel like I've not necessarily gravitated away from trap music because I'm still bumping the trap, mm. but um, over the years I feel like I've just started to to listen to more music, more conscious, mellow, mm. less 808s. You know mm. what I'm saying? You know, um, over the years, um, so I think how, I was just ready to give. So how this was album how, so how was Future's album then? Sorry, oh, I, I I was I was in the whip. You know what I'm saying? Do, just, do you do you as a, as a future listener because you've listened to pretty much all of his stuff yeah pretty much do you see growth in what he does and if so how like i don't growth know. um i mean and him as a musician it doesn't necessarily have to be him maturing as a man okay becoming, becoming a more conscious person <laughs> just do you see a, a maturity in his music not honestly i don't i don't know that i really have um a lot of it is about the same type of stuff. You know, I'll fuck your bitch. I got racks. You know what I'm saying? He is starting to, um, he's, I feel like, and don't, and he's done this on past albums before, mm. but on his most recent album, um, I think it's I Never Liked You, mm-hmm. um, which is a funny-ass name for an album. Right. Um, he's doing a little more vocalizing, um, and when I say that, I mean just kind of, you know, a little, you know what I'm saying? A little. <laughs> yeah, doing some shit. I feel like I didn't hear quite as much auto tune on this album, oh, though. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, so okay. that might be something to oh, talk so he's about. He's singing more without auto tune. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, I feel like that's what I'm hearing. Um, How's that sound? I mean, it's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. I feel like he's kind of gotten the hang of it. Yeah. Um, but 
I would I, hopefully he has like a singing coach. Like if you're a new age rapper, you know, post Drake, post the weekend, mm-hmm. even though weekend's not a rapper, but I just feel like you found a you you should start finding a way if you are the type of singy, rappy type of artist. To just like pick up a coach, like yeah. why, just why not? Why not? Just like Maybe. you don't have to become a. You can Dell. afford it. Yeah, like you don't have to be <laughs> Jennifer Hudson or Adele or like. Yeah. Just, just if you're gonna be doing some of that stuff, just like why not? Yeah. Just to know how to like hold a note and and do some cool stuff. Yeah. With your voice. And you know he's got a lot of the you know Drake's got a couple features on there. He's yeah. always gonna have a Drake feature on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, one person that I like on there is Thames. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, she's, you know, she sings, uh, she's from like, uh, ah, shit. I think she's from like Africa or okay. something like that. Uh, <laughs> something, I, I'm sorry. Something like Africa. I, no, I was going to say Africa or maybe somewhere in the Caribbean, something okay. like, okay. something like that. Um, she has that, that, you know, her, uh. Damn, why am I losing the word here? But does it seem like she has like a a Caribbean accent of some sort? Some sort, of some sort, something like that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, But I like her, and she's on there. I think that's a a good look for for him. She has Uh, an islander feel about her. Yes, yes, she has a very islandish feel. Mm. Islandy feel about her, um, a Billy Eilish feel about her. Oh, not no, 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 no. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely like um, Future's new album. Okay, um, a lot of good music's come out recently. I listened to Pusha T's new album. Oh, I still haven't um, gotten Of course, you know he's, he's selling you know, coke. Yeah, he yeah. on there with the bricks. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, but you know, a lot of good music has dropped lately, and you know, I've been, I've really been enjoying it. Actually, that's funny because I haven't heard it <clears throat> aside from. Well, I, I can't say any because <laughs> I'd say Teodora Wolgers, but that's a, a that's a classical crossover artist. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever just like to listen to sounds, like just like not someone sing or rap, but just like, um, you know, I, I've never really given it a try. Like for instance. The song "Save Your Interlude." There's just the interlude mm-hmm. on the back half of Kendrick's album. Mm-hmm. Is Baby Keem mm-hmm. by himself. Mm-hmm. That song is just violins and synths and all bunch of other shit going on. And, and it's I could listen to it without Baby Keem on it, even though I like the song. I mm-hmm. like Baby Keem on it. Mm-hmm. And the way that he raps, I think is really unique. I think it's cool. It's very I feel like it's I like his voice. Do you think he he raps similar to Kendrick? Yeah, I think okay. I think that Kendrick's a huge influence. Okay, because I was about to say that. I, I was, think he it's I think he's sort of in that stage where he He's gonna. We have to watch him as he gets older. Yeah. Like you got to see him break out and be himself. Uh-huh. Like there were there were early times in Kendrick where you could see, hear a whole lot of Marshall Mathers mm-hmm. and, and and Dr. Dre and so these, these are things that I hear. But I I hear Eminem in early Kendrick mm-hmm. along with some other stuff. Like because whatever it is that you're influenced by, it's gonna find its way to the forefront. Until you find a way of like carving your own true lane in what it is you do. Right. You gotta find yourself and stuff. But right. you're gonna sound like somebody at the very beginning. Right. Jimi Hendrix sounded like fucking Chuck Berry and stuff like that at the very, very, very beginning when he was just but that was one of the types of people that he was going on the road with. Like mm-hmm. he was going on the road with legends and people didn't even know about that. Mm-hmm. So it just takes a while for you to be able to break out and do your own thing. Okay. But yeah, baby Keem on that song Savior. I could listen to that without his vocals on it. Just the the instrumentation is wild. And that's one of the many reasons why I have the takes that I do about this album. Mm -hmm. Now, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that um, this album, like as I've been listening to it, I feel like 
this now i don't know if i'm gonna go to the tour because i know you know the tickets gonna be a little crazy yeah yeah yeah. but i was like this is the type of music that i would really want to hear live Mm. you know what i'm saying because like i listen to future like sure i would Honestly, I don't even know if I would ever go see Future live. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm sorry to say it, this, but it, it would depend on the ticket price. What for Future? Yeah. Well, honestly, that and it'd be a lot of hooligan niggas that listen to Kendrick. <laughs> I mean, not Kendrick to, to Future. That's how you know we're getting older. And Who's I just niggas don't, hooligans. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know if I just want to really be in that atmosphere. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, like right, I don't right. mind bumping future in the car because mm-hmm. like that's the type of music like that i that's the shit i like to really listen to mm-hmm. in the car you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying there's that's the, the thump in the bass the the head bangers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um but i don't know if i would ever go to a I future feel you. concert I, feel you. I, I was just telling some people uh the other day the story about how big smoky J and and lamont does that also came with us not lamont rj Came with uh, us. I was just. I don't even know why I even tried to mask. Yeah, I, I would only try to mask it if I was going to tell the first half of the story. Okay, but I'm not going to tell that side of the story. But that was hilarious too. Anyway, Big Smokey J, RJ, and I go out to DC to see. And this is how you know I'm just also not doing the same thing either. Was this Fat Trail? No. Oh. This was. This was Juicy J and ASAP Ferg opening up for Juicy J. Okay. So that's what we were going out to see at the time, and. Juicy J, well, that's for later. ASAP Ferg was opening for him. And we're all sitting out there in the crowd. You know, it's it's, it's whatever people that are drinking, can, you know, are drinking, you know, whatever. We're just waiting on these rappers to come out here. I'm, I think at that point in time, I was I was I was listening to like a decent bit of ASAP Ferg. So I was sort of excited he was opening. And I think Juicy J, Big Smokey J and I were were listening to quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And what was that like? Blue Blue Dreams and Lean or something back I, then? I see. I couldn't have told you the album names. I don't know. Like it was. Probably, I don't know what was hot back then. Maybe Bands and Maker Dance was yeah, hot at the time. Like maybe. Who, who knows? Who knows? All the songs sounded the same. He had the same flow and all of them. But it was just at that time, I was high. So so like I was ready to go. But ASAP Fur came out, and I want to say he got like two. Or, he got like two or three songs into the set. Maybe this was like the third song where this popped off, but it may have been Work. So like Work came on. Exactly, exactly. Put in Work. Yeah. Put him in the dirt. Work him. Like all that sort of stuff. So it like when that beat came on, the shit got, everybody was like, oh my God. Like everyone was ready. What he say? I, I gotta close the windows when I'm in New York. Yeah, because because yeah. he was like, New York don't know how to act. <laughs> yeah, New York don't know how to act. Yeah, I think that's on a remix. Oh no, yeah, that, 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 has, that like, is the remix. That has like Trinidad James on it. <laughs> why? <laughs> why did you do? Because that? it has Trinidad James on it. That's why. <laughs> because you had Schoolboy Q, you had like ASAP Rocky, like it, it was really they, cool. They should have excluded the, him yeah, or just got someone still, else it was to do one it. It's easily one of the worst verses ever. Oh. Oh, it's like Lil Uzi's verse on Bad and Bougie. Like, it's like one of the worst verses ever in history. I'm sorry. Oh, do we have something to talk about here? I mean, I don't I mean, I mean, don't know Terrible if that's the verse. worst verse ever. It, but it, Okay, the type of verse that ruins the song. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not ruin the song. Wish okay. makes, makes us wish that they had cut that verse okay. out and either had one of the main people rapping okay. it just make a third yeah, verse cause, or cause, cut the song right there. Because Takeoff wasn't on Bad and Bougie. No. So <laughs> no, he was not. Maybe they should have just put him on there. 
Do I look like I? Do I? <laughs> what do he said? Like, yeah, he said something like, "Do I look like I was left off bad and bougie? Do I look like I was like, <laughs> like, like I don't know. Does, does that mean you weren't left off of it because you look like you're rich? So like, I think so that's like, what you he got was getting. The, you got the royalties anyway. I, I think because he is amigo, he probably profited off of it. Right, in a right, right. Way. Do I look like I was left off bad? <laughs> it's like, nigga, I, I don't know what you look oh, like. What you? Oh, so I'm broke. I'm <laughs> broke because I wasn't on that song. Right. Either <laughs> way, was that? Okay, so ASAP for. <laughs> the third or fourth song came on and it was work. And some dude that was what I believe an aspiring artist, because I saw the whole thing, like threw a CD up on the stage. Like a I like this is maybe my shot. That and, was, and I <laughs> and I hope that I just hope that just in the one in a million chance, him or someone in his team picks it up. And they just, they go back and they're in a tour bus or whatever the fuck they do or they're in the back room. And they're just like, yo, some dude threw this up on stage. Oh, man, fuck. They back there smoking and drinking and they got women. Man, fuck it. Pop it in. Let's just see. At the very least, we, or at the, yeah, at the very least, we'll just get a laugh. Like, we'll get a laugh at some dude that's trash. But if not, then cool. Like, whatever. So, yeah, go ahead. Pop it in. And this is clearly at a point in time where a CD could be placed somewhere. <laughs> so, right. Damn. So, so yeah, I know we're old, wow. bro. I know. So he threw a CD up on stage and ASAP Ferg was like, yo, cut the music. <laughs> Who the fuck threw that CD at the Trap Lord? And just like, because this is what comes to mind in like sort of SpongeBob-like fashion. Uh-huh. Like the whole crowd just just completely expands and there's just like one guy in the middle of this huge circle now like and everyone's pointing at this one guy like everyone vacates this small space and just is pointing at this one guy that, that is such a good way to describe it in true spongebob fashion <laughs> yeah i just feel like that i'm just <laughs> seeing that in my mind just right a very now. cartoonish yeah. i feel like that's happened in spongebob a few times oh, yeah. where someone was just singled out in a crowd of people and asap ferg dropped the mic ran toward the edge of the stage, leapt off the stage, fans caught him in the air, set him down, and he ran up. And I don't know if he just put, like, shoved the dude really hard or he hit him, but he put his hands on this guy. The guy ended up flying on the ground. He hit the ground. ASAP Fur got back up on the stage, picked the microphone up and said, fuck him up, and started a chant, fuck him up. Fuck him up. And you just see the crowd slowly converge again. And you never saw that guy again for the rest of the concert. Wow. So I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he died that night. I don't know. He probably got sent to a hospital. I don't know what happened, but he did not have a good night that night. And, Hell and, no. And he said, DJ, cut the music back on. Put it in work. Put him in the dirt. Bang him. Right? Send me going squirt. But you got murk. Goddamn. Right. So this then that continued and everybody was just into it. And this is the hooliganism that you're talking about and why you don't want to end up at a future concert because you just don't know what now, could happen. Now, don't get me wrong. There can be hooligans in the crowd at a Kendrick concert, but I just feel like it's less likely for I think some, so. some some weird shit. Well, to I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. What had you had listened to to Pimp a Butterfly? Mm hmm. There was a song, I think, it, I, oh man, it was one of the big songs that he had. I think it was I, like, I love myself. You know, remember that? D damn, that was one of the, anyway, 
it was one of those songs. I think it might have been that one. But he chose to give the concert version. The whole thing was studio version, but that song was like the concert version, and you sort of like wonder why. It's cool though. And then you realize that like a break fights out in there. Like as you're listening to it, you kind of realize that like a scuffle had broken uh-huh. out amongst the crowd. And you you hear Kendrick on the mic just like, nah, 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 not on my time, homie. Nah, we don't do that. Nah, we don't do that. We don't lost too many this year. Hey, my man, how many we lost on the dead homies? Nah, tell how many people we lost this year? How many people we lost? How many homies? How many of our homies have we lost? Nah, we ain't doing that. We here for love. We here for peace. We not doing that in here. Nah, we don't got the type of time for that. So I guess, I guess that's what they wanted Travis Scott to do. But you, but you, <laughs> all, well, but, but, see, the point is, if it if it were to happen mm-hmm. at a Kendrick Lamar show. Or at some other people, I would think maybe a Jake Cole show or something like that. If if it were to happen, you would think that you're there in front of an artist that ain't with that. Right. And they're like, nah, nah, I'm not inciting that. Not at my spot. Nah, right. we're not doing that. That's not what we came here together to do. We're not doing that. So, yeah, that's that's real. That was That was my biggest issue with Donald Trump being president. That he's just inciting violence. It, yeah, yeah. It just it, it he because I'm not a huge politics guy, so I'm not I'm not super heavy into the policies of all the different politicians and everything that they're doing and getting into the nitty gritty of everything and how they're not all you know how it's all not a very corrupt system and I don't know exactly how much trust to be placing in it. It's kind of like it's a weird space for me, and I think a lot of people feel like politics is a weird space to really align yourself with things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know, but. I do know that I'm just like looking at a guy, just like a guy, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't seem like he's doing the best to try to unite people. Right. And this is supposed to be the United States of right. America, and it seemed like the divided states oh, of yeah, America. For sure. And so that's that's what that was my big. I'm just like ah, come on, dude. Like what? Are you, like you the you the leader yeah. of the world. And, like, and the thing we, about it is, I mean, even before Trump, shit was divided, but. Right. Trump took advantage of that. Yeah, he took advantage of that and put a lot of a lot more. I feel like he put more hate mm. and incited more violence and put more power into his supporters. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he for sure wasn't giving a damn about people that didn't support him. Right. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah. Yeah. And then in some of those instances, you would say that just not speaking up in in clearly deeming or claiming the actions that a lot of these violent people or hateful people were doing deplorable mm-hmm. is about the same as inciting it. Like, yeah. you, like you would never come out and just be like, hey, stop that. That is wrong. Just we not here to turning do- a blind eye. Yeah. So so that was that was my thing. So, yeah, I think that if you go to a Kendrick show, it's going to be a little different. You know, I th- also think with the type of music he's putting out, people are going there for a certain reason, yeah. because this whole album was it was none of that bullshit. Yeah. Not one fucking song. Every single song was intentional. Now, Absolutely. I, I do want to take a break from Kendrick. Okay. Because I want to get there, but I want to just tell you a quick story first. Okay. I, <laughs> I was talking to Carl the other day on the phone. Carl Easy. Yeah, Carl, shout out. Shout out Florida. Big up Florida. Uh, <laughs> it was funny because we were talking about just like jobs, what's going on right now with us. And how he's he's about to become a technician, right? Okay. 
Safe life repairs, safe life replays. <laughs> right. So he's about to he's about to be over there doing his work. Uh-huh. Now it was funny because he's in Florida replacing windshields. Mm-hmm. And so clearly in my mind, we started making fun of me being in Florida all these years ago, going door to door, selling windshields. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, Oh yeah, man, that door to door shit, like that ain't it. Like, I he was like, I feel you. And I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know. You said it with like a little bit of familiarity. I was like, hold on. Like, this whole time, have we only been making fun of me for doing some door-to-door sales, but you at some point in time, Carl, did some door-to-door sales? Hmm. And he was like, he was like, yeah, man, it was like that fucking ADT job that I had like a few weeks ago. And I was like, hold on a second. You told me that that one, the, the, the ad was kind of iffy. That it told you that you were going to be working full-time or that ADT was hiring, mm-hmm. right? And you just clicked the ad, you went with the ad. But then when you got in touch with the recruiter, the recruiter lied to you and said it was going to be full time and you were going to be a technician. Mm -hmm. And then you got to the orientation and that guy told you as you were reading the packet and you saw for yourself that it was going to be part time and you were not going to be a technician. You were going to be a door to door salesman, which is a completely different job from being a full time technician, a part time door to door salesman for ADT. Right. He was like, yeah. But I didn't tell you the rest. I went out for one day, just like I went out for one day all those years <laughs> ago and did windshield sales. I don't know who is drawing up these plans, right? Like the scripts that people go by. But I, this is the only thing. We don't have to spend much time on this. I just wanted to tell you this because I didn't know this was a thing. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I was like, so what's your spiel? Like, what like, what, what'd they have you say when you got up there? Because, like, I want to know, like, how they expect you to sort of ring these people in and, and sell them a security system. And, like, oh, you know, something just real basic, something like, hey, ma'am, you know, my name is Carl. I'm with ADT. I was just hoping to have a little bit of your time today and see, you know, if you had a security system in, if so, what kind. And if not, I wanted to show you some of the packages that we're offering. And he said, once you get past that, which took me all of what, like 20 seconds to say, he said, if you get past that and they haven't told you to shut the fuck up or leave them alone or slam the door in your face, it says in the script at that time, he was like, and also keep in mind, I was out with a trainer and saw this man do this part of the script. Before I tell you what this part of the script is, imagine you're waking up, you're going to work like it's a regular nine to five or 10 to six or something like that. So you're working 10 or like eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine how many different doors you're going to knock on <clears throat> selling this insurance. Mm-hmm. How many times you're going to try what I'm about to say. So you get past that. Some of the all, you know, some of the packages that we offer, ma'am. He says, as soon as you say that, you look down at your feet. And you start to wipe you, you start to wipe your feet on the doormat or where the doormat ought to be, and you proceed in the house. That is invasive. <laughs> yes. That is intrusive. That is like you you put your head Whoa. down, you start wiping your feet, and you just start to proceed. You just start to walk to the person. Like it start to sort of like nudge them out of your way, like you walking into their space. Oh, this will be a great place to set up your system right here. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. They're going to get somebody killed. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I was just like, how do you, you are in Florida. How do you just, how do y'all get away with just trying to walk up in people's houses? They have open carry there, right? 
They I, have open carry. I know they have stand your ground yeah, law. Yeah, I, I do believe they have stand your ground. I'm not sure about open carry. Yeah, so, nah. <laughs> Like, nah, regardless of the laws, nigga, nah. And then, and then, yeah, but definitely, if you know that a lot of people in this area have guns. Right. But the thing is, it's like, I thought it was so ironic because the very thing that you're trying to sell, you are completely disregarding and trampling uh, on, which is security. Look at this. I just walked in your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't have been able to do this. Very, not very secure, huh? Yeah. I was wow. just like, wow. I was like, yeah, girl, I'm glad you gave that up. Yeah. And it was, you know, completely commission based on top of the part time. Look, so. man, I don't, these, <laughs> these companies gotta, gotta they gotta stop these commission based jobs, man. Yeah, but some people feel like they're hustlers. Some They can get some people because some people, they, they sell it and they're like, we have Jeff over here and Jeff sells this many units per month and he's gotten a bonus because he sell, because he oversold last month and blah, 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 blah. So they, they sell that. I mean, I guess so. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've, I feel like we've all been there before, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But so they know, they know the right, they know the type of people the, the to people, get. The, the, they know exactly who they looking for, yes, you know what I'm do. saying? Yes, they that, do. That they can, you know, willy nilly into these jobs and shit. Um, we've all been there, uh, but not no more. No, yeah, I'm I, ain't, I ain't fucking with that. <laughs> all right, that's all I wanted to say before as that goes. Let's get into this country album. All right, I'm gonna have to reference my phone here to like just kind of look at the names of the songs and whatnot. Okay. Um, but you go ahead. Like, yeah, uh, it's my favorite hip hop album of all time. Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good uh that's a good place. So I I let me I, I'm gonna do this in a in a in a bouncy fashion. I'm gonna we're gonna just bounce around a lot of different types of things so all I right. can try to tether together all the ideas that make me feel the way that I feel about this piece of music that's okay. This man has been gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he he doesn't just drop Lucy's a lot. He's not always doing features. He's living his own life. He don't even be on social media, right? And he's and he has talked about this and he has addressed this before and he's addressed it on this album a lot. A lot of what he talks about is his relationship with celebrity and expectations from the music industry, the listeners, mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff, the fanatics, and. At the very end, that song "Mirror," where he's saying, "I chose myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry I didn't save the world. I chose myself. Mm-hmm. I can't live in the matrix anymore. I chose myself." That's um. I have this theory about people being really, really good at things, mm-hmm. and this is my theory. I think that. I think that people, no matter what field you're in, you'd be LeBron James, you'd be Kendrick Lamar, you'd be Tiger Wood, whatever it is you do, you do it at the highest level. I think that once you get past a certain level of being good at something, like where you become great at something, like superbly refined in that thing, you lose people. Here's what I mean by that, because they're clearly at the top and they're getting money and they're doing their thing. What I mean to say is that no one understands what you're doing anymore. Okay. 
They're so damn good and they're so technical with the things that they're doing that the only people that could possibly understand how good they are are people that are relatively as good as them or people that study what they do and can dissect on a technical level all the things that they do. I know LeBron James is an awesome basketball player. I know he, people say that he's one of the best, if not the best. Mm -hmm. right? I, I know these things. I know that when I watch him play, it's phenomenal. I love it. it, it he's, a, he's an awesome entertainer on the court. Like it, He's fun to watch play. I have no idea how good LeBron James is. Like I have no idea what his basketball IQ looks like to him. Right. Like when he's looking at a basketball court, he's looking at a completely different like he's in a different matrix than I am. Like he sees possibilities in things that like we can't even fathom. Yeah, he, he has a different understanding of the court. Yeah, of like the, of the game. Tom Brady on a on a football field. Like when when he says hype and he sees <clears throat> the defense and he's He's looking at a different world than we are. Right. Like he just sees things differently than we do. We don't know how good he only he knows how good he is. And other people that also do what he does and study what he does have a glimpse. They have an idea of how good he is. But they don't, but you don't truly know. So there was this that huge video that was going around about Kendrick Lamar and that song Nostalgia on Pusha T's album where he, was, where he used a bunch of 10s and 9s. Mm -hmm. We threw that in the chat. I don't know if you clicked on it or not. I'm not sure. It was some wild verse that he dropped, and there was some dude that just dissected the verse. And it, it, it would just blow your mind just going back and just looking at this video and this, this verse of nostalgia and how everything he said was just like wildly like a double or triple entendre mm -hmm. and how it all came together to make this beautiful message. And I'm certain he's doing stuff like that all the time, but no one will know. Like you'll never know what the what the best people are doing because it's going over your head a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So what I think happens is he has he has certain lines. Mr. Morale is a great song on this one. It's one of my favorite songs on there. And there's a small break where where like the beat kind of cuts out, and he says, "I know somebody's listening." Mm -hmm. And then he continues rapping. And I think that he says things like that because he knows that most of y'all aren't. <laughs> I think he knows that most people are not listening. Okay. Like, you like what I do with my voice. You know that I'm rapping a bunch of words. You like the musician, like, you like the musicianship of it all. Like, I do things in a way that is palatable for the, for the, the casual listener. Mm -hmm. But as far as the things that I'm really pushing through this microphone... Most of y'all are not going to catch this, mm -hmm. but I know somebody's listening. Mm -hmm. So that so that's the feeling I get from him, and I think that once you get to a certain point, you know that people can't truly understand you. I think it's a lot of reason why celebrities date celebrities, and why a lot of successful people within their own right do that. Comedians a lot of time talk about hanging out with other comedians because it's hard for other people to really understand their point of view. Mm -hmm. Police officers, a lot of time hang out with police officers, like chefs, chefs, like a lot of people hang out with their own clique because they feel like they're understood there. Birds of a feather flock together. Is that okay? Yeah, there you go. You one liner, one liner <laughs> man. Go ahead, one liner man. Hit me. Right. So so like that that's a that's a real sentiment. That's a real thing that people go through. And 
I'm just, I'm listening to this guy the whole time talk about these things. And I'm like, man, I wonder who's listening. Mm -hmm. Like, I really wonder who's listening to these words. Because if you were, and you ran this back time and time again, this shit is deep. Very deep. This is an album, this is content. This, these are things that people don't and won't speak about. And he also says that in there. Mm -hmm. In order to have an opinion, y'all gotta stay politically correct. Mm -hmm. Fuck that, right? Like these, these are his words. Now I, you know, I, I uh, uh, paraphrase that, but the, these are what he was saying. Also with that, with that dichotomy between the people that are good at things and then just the lay people that have no idea, I don't think it's anyone's fault. I, I think that the people at the top are going to feel underestimated because they know they're genius, right? And only a few people do. And then people at the bottom, a lot of times, are going to feel like they're overestimated, or or some of them are going to be like, no, they're estimated quite where they need to be. Some people are going to. It, it varies, but a lot of times you're not going to be able to see. So there's always going to be a, a huge disparity amongst someone doing something at a high level and the people that just don't study that thing, don't know that thing. Okay. So that's so just laying the groundwork for this conversation. Like that's that's my theory on people being really good at things. Okay. I think that a lot of what he does gets overlooked for sure. I, I really as great as he is and as great as people know him to be, I still think well, this stuff he does you know goes what? overlooked. I mean, in the world if in the world of hip hop, I feel like a lot of people are looking for just that super upbeat. I can, you know, what I, what can I hear? You know, can I hear this in the club? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't tell you how often in the last week I've been on Twitter and I've seen people like, oh, here come that conscious rap. Or here come that conscious shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, mm. I'm just like, damn, are we like that far gone from like just having real messages in hip hop? Yeah. Like, is that really all y'all want to hear is just, is, 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 <laughs> crime and violence and you know what i'm saying and don't get me wrong like i listen to that shit i know i do but like i don't know i guess i've just finally come to a, a place in my life where i'm actually willing to give someone like kendrick a listen and i listen to the whole album more than once and i ain't gonna sit here and act like you know i i broke it down piece by piece right. and analyzed it you know 100 percent. no I, I still have to but, listen to it a whole lot more but um nigga every song on the album is great that's how I every feel. every single song, like you said, is intentional. Yeah, um, there's a message. It's truthful. It's honest. It's great. I like every single song. I don't skip a song. Every single song. I like it. Every single song. Um, nigga, I every time I listen to Mother I Sober, I get chills. Mm, that's one of my favorites. It is. It's yeah, probably that's, that's it's probably half. my favorite song on there. That second half gets a little, that's when it, it gets really deep. Yeah, he starts talking about abuse and um, having to go to therapy and, you know, I, I, I'm assuming cheating on his his fiance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's there's so much to to hear in, in what he's saying. And I don't know, I think, you know, Mother I Sober is probably my favorite probably my favorite song i could see that um i could see that just it just talks about he he's talking about the guilt and the grief and you know how you really haven't experienced it unless you've been sober mm -hmm. and i just you know like we've all I know, 
most of us have have done drugs and and drank a little too much alcohol, just trying to escape reality, just trying to 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 not be here and just wash away all of our our guilt, our our sins, our right. grief, yeah. our insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, if like you gotta relate to that, so like you gotta understand yeah. that shit. Yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty it's pretty it's pretty deep. In the way he raps it too, yeah, like it's it's real deep. Like he's letting you know, like I'm not doing no funny stuff with my voice. Like I just want you to hear. Like I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Like I just want you. I like to hear that. I like I'm how saying. he did that. Yeah, I really like how he did. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a real chill beat, and I'm just gonna speak over this. You're it's, gonna it's, hear me. Yeah, it's like it's just it, it's like you're in an intimate venue, just on some spoken word. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, he's a poet for sure. Yeah, for, he, absolutely. He, he's definitely a poet for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that song, you know, just about like your mother being abused in yeah. some ways and you feeling the guilt of not being able to do it. Because he said he was like it. five years old yeah, like, and, you know, and I guess it just haunts him still up to this point. I could see that. Yeah. And how, I could see that. Like, you know, his he said something about... Uh, his, you know, his mother's mother, you know, has been watching him, you know, even like on the back of those buses, mm-hmm. you know, and shit like that. And I'm just like, man, like you just taking a break away from the from the trap shit and just kind of going to some going listening to this album really just makes you I feel different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel different. Yeah. 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 It's it, it's such a great album. It's, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful album. Uh, the. This is actually a great segue on to the next portion of this conversation about Kendrick. This last bit of my theory being that the the line from The Dark Knight, Harvey Dent, uh, either you die a hero or you live, live long, long enough, enough to, to see become, yourself yeah, to, to become, become the villain. villain. I feel like along with that first por- portion of my theory that if you become great at something and you know that people not only don't, but also can't truly understand what it is you're trying to give to the people through just like pure emotion, pure truth and and, and artistry, right? Then you will at some point say, y'all don't, y'all aren't hearing me anyway. Mm-hmm. Let me go get this bag. <laughs> Let me just, and that's when we, you know, you've seen people, quote unquote, sell out or do something for a quick buck, a money grab, whatever. And I think sometimes we've seen some of our favorite people take that route. And you're just like, hmm, I wonder why they kind of did that. Like why they went that route. And did, because at this point, I'm trying to I'm trying to support my family. I got a daughter now. I got a wife. I got family members. I got whatever. I'm choosing me. Because y'all don't even hear me. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, y'all are y'all got conversations of this other person being as great as I am, and I'm out here kicking what I'm kicking. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I'm gonna give y'all this album. Don't talk to me for another five to six years. I'll be <laughs> back and give y'all another album then. I don't want to hear from nobody. I'm gonna go live my normal regular life, or I'm gonna get to this other bag. I'm gonna go do something else. Or because it's I've thought about certain artists. And again, we don't know these people, so we can't hold them to these these expectations. But I've heard certain artists that have been awesome, conscious rappers. And then I just go hear them jump on some song and talk about completely nothing <laughs> with, with someone else. I like just featured on someone else's song and just talk about complete bullshit. But they rapping still. They're still rapping at a high level, but they're just talking about bullshit. And I'm like, huh, I wonder why they do that. 
But I've heard J. Cole on songs say things like, sometimes I question whether this shit matters. Putting substance into something in the world. So used to instant gratification, right? Like I don't, I don't even know if what I do actually matters. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if people really listen to what I say when they when they bump my shit, or if they even care really, or if you know they listen to this and they go out and do the same shit they was going to do before. So like at this point, this is just my my way of therapy, and my way of getting to the bag mm-hmm. and securing security for my family mm-hmm. but i'm not out here trying to save the world yeah like i'm not even out here trying to do that anymore so i think <clears throat> that happens to people like you you see yourself become quote unquote the villain it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be in any real diabolical sort of way mm-hmm. but you see yourself do things that you didn't think you would have when you were younger trying to do things for the purity of whatever game it is you're a part of yeah you know and then like i'm on i'm online and I'm seeing people talking about, like I've, I've literally seen multiple people talking about, oh, ain't no bangers on here. And I'm just like. <laughs> hey, y'all, I love niggas, bro. I'm just I, like. I love well, people. Well, one, one, what do you define as a banger? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Marauder to me was kind of like a banger. Well, that, exactly. There are multiple. Because if we're, if we're talking, when you, when you, ugh. When you say banger, if we're simply talking about something that you can, you know, like nah. a head banger, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You can knock your head to. There's multiple songs on there. Yeah. Uh, Silent Hill, mm-hmm. Mr. Morale. Um, I like the Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is is a lot of songs on there that yeah. you could absolutely bang to, especially mm-hmm. in the whip. Now, any uh, uh, most of the songs on there, I'm not expecting to hear in the club at all. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But, right. There's there's some bangers on there, but the thing there, about there, there are a couple. What is that one? It's like push your haters off me, like huh? Like what? that's Silent Hill. That's Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah like that. Yeah, yeah like with Kodak. I can see that going out. Like that's a, maybe that's, they're gonna maybe, play that in the club. Yeah, pro, they're maybe, gonna find yeah. a way to put that in the set. I can I can see that too, but it's just like for somebody to be like, ain't no bangers on here. I mean, what is a banger to you? Like what what exactly is a banger to it, you? It, it is yeah, I mean that's a that's a legitimate question, but I, I would definitely think that there would have to be there probably gonna have to be some trap drums in there. There's gonna yeah. have to be some heavy bass hitting. Yeah. That's probably a banger. Yeah. Some trap drums, some Yeah, they they looking some, for some you know, they looking for, for, for Metro Boomin or some production, some eight oh eight mafia production. Yeah, like that's yeah, not yeah. what Kendrick does, but there's definitely bangers on here. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, let let, let me let, let's take Let's let's broaden this a little bit. So you don't historically, from what I understand, you don't necessarily listen to any of like the top five as far as I know. Now, I know people's top five is like weird. I mean, top five of this generation, meaning Kendrick, Drake, J. Cole, Big Sean. People throw throw him in the conversation when it gets to like four, five, six. (laughs) <laughs> but I, but you don't have to. I completely understand why you why you wouldn't. Um, I've listened to some Big Sean in the past, but also seen him like, in my opinion, fumble some stuff. Like this last, I think it was, I think it was either Hitmaker. Or, yeah, I think he came out with one recently, uh, and it was not, yeah. You don't know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, it was like a six song EP. It wasn't really. Um, wasn't I mean, really I definitely listened to Drake. <laughs> but like um, do you listen to the albums or you just like hear some of the playlists that no come out? i listen to drake's albums i listen to drake's albums um i but name me like three songs that you like off the last album you know what i'm saying like do you don't don't get me <laughs> you know you see what i'm saying like that last album didn't do it for you like you don't know a song <laughs> off of that album now 
I got like a song from it, which is seven. Was it seven p.m. on Bridal Path? I think or uh-huh. seven a.m. on Bridal Path. One of just some point at seven o'clock. But that like that's a, that's one where he's spitting, and he, there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool lines on um, there. But but yeah, I mean, much. I don't listen to a lot of Kendrick. I don't listen to a lot of J Cole. Like for the most part, I know them from their singles. Like I said before, um, but. S- I decided to give this la- this latest one a, a, a try, and I liked it a lot. Shit, I might have to go back and listen to uh, J. Cole's last joint just for the hell of it. The off season, That's, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was a good one. It ain't this, but it was, it, but it was really, really, really good. Okay. I, I enjoyed that that album a lot. Yeah, um, what do you, I feel like uh, Kendrick gave a lot of a lot of love to Kodak on this album. I was yeah. I was surprised to hear so much Kodak on this joint. He did. Yeah, you Kodak sort of seemed like a narrator. So yeah. like just popping up here and there and just yeah. giving you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty interesting. You never know what sort of respect anyone has in the game. Yeah. Like you never know who Kodak is as a real person. We see a lot of the shenanigans, the antics and all in the way that he just be looking. But, but like we don't know how people feel about the him. way that he just be looking. That is hilarious. <laughs> Did you ever watch that No Flocking Part Two that I sent? It ain't like the first No Flocking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it I watched like, it. It seems like some drugs and some just external shit caught up to him. It uh-huh. just seems a little sluggish. It seems a little lockjaw ish. It just seems a little weird, like yeah. a little sad. Hold on, let me uh, let me f- refer to Spotify real quick. Um, I want to just talk about some of the songs that I really like on this joint. It's uh, it's a it's a fucking it's a be- I think the the instruments were beautiful. Like I I like I like the yeah all the beats. Um, he so, raps so many different ways. It seems like he's a different artist sometimes. Like yeah. the things that he can do with his voice. Yeah. Like um, I like a lot of the vocalists that he had on here. Um. This Sampha Sampa guy on uh, on Father Time. Yeah, Father yeah. Time was a really good song. Sampha too. is somebody that Drake has worked with in really? the past. He's had him on uh, what's that song? Uh, don't think about it too. You know much, what? Now much, that you say that, much, his his much. voice sounds exactly like that. So yep. that's got yeah, that's definitely the same person. I loved his vocals on that song. Oh yeah, um, I love his voice. Die Hard was really was really cool to me. I love uh, getting away from like the altos. Is that what it is? Like the the people that are just. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking Maxwells out there. Like yeah. I'm glad to like just get some like some deep voice yeah. niggas singing. Like, um, I want to know what you thought about We Cry Together. That might be Sopranos. I was thinking about, but We Cry Together. It. I knew my brother was gonna love that song. Why? He fucking sent it to me, and he was like, because he sent it to my my sister and I. It was like. Oh, this like he was like this this album for real for real or something like that, uh-huh. and I was just like I knew your hating ass was gonna gravitate towards this song. I love the song like as I do all the different songs uh-huh. because of the perspective. And let's definitely get into the perspectives. Yeah. But I was like, bro, you you need some healing <laughs> because I just I knew that. And then as soon as I said that back, my little sister was like, yeah, I kind of knew that too. Like, I was kind of waiting on you to send wow. this to you. And it's just like, bro, because there was clearly so much emo- so much ha- like hate and anger and mm-hmm. angst in that song. And they channeled it perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's like, but... You, I've, never, but I've never heard such an eloquent-ass argument 
Just, <laughs> <laughs> right, because at first it's just kind of like on some fuck you. I should have sucked his dick. What'd yeah. you say, bitch? Like it's a lot of that. But then as they start to really expound on yeah. the things they're talking about, it gets a little bit deeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, it was it was it was pretty good. Yeah. And and there was a lot of um a lot of things within the album were repetitive. Like I feel like R. Kelly was brought up on this album like three four times. Well, no, you know <laughs> what though? You know what was fascinating about that? Because I understood what you what you're saying. I. Th- I think that the way he set it up, he was like trying to slow walk you into some stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why I think things got really, really deep in the second half Mm -hmm. and like the last few songs. Mm -hmm. Because there are songs where he's coming in and I forget exactly which ones they are, but he's talking about, man, I I hope I hope I'm not too late to save my soul and stuff like that. Like he's saying these things and it seems like. Are, are you like, will you still accept me if this and that? Mm-hmm. And I think he's slowly trying to slow step you into, I'm about to say some real shit mm-hmm. in these last four songs. I hope at this junction or at this juncture of the album, you've been prepped for what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. And so I think he slowly get because he's talking about, you're right, R. Kelly does come up a few times. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of hits you with the whopper at the end, which is, I wonder if R. Kelly would be who he is if he didn't go through the shit that he went through. Right. Right. And and that's the conversation. And at the end of We Cry, We Cry Together, by the way, there's just a quick bit and it says, stop, stop. Uh, I think it says like stop tiptoeing around a conversation mm-hmm. or something like that. And then it goes to the next song. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to tiptoe around stuff. I think he 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 sort of prepped you for it and then he hit you with it. Yeah. And the conversation that people don't want to have is. The conversation people do want to have is, hey, that guy did that thing. Well, fuck him. Lock him up forever. He's a piece of shit. And I completely understand that that judgment on other human beings. I understand when somebody transgresses in a big way, we just say, fuck, yo, lock him up, lock, throw away the key, put him underneath the prison, kill him, do whatever you want with him. I don't care anymore. He's a lost soul. And I get that. But no one ever wants to have the conversation of what could we... What could we do to prevent this type of thing in the future, mm-hmm. aside from just killing everyone off? Mm-hmm. Like, what could we do? Well, in order to do that, we would have to understand the psychology of certain people. In order to understand the psychology of certain people, you'd have to try to humanize them to some degree, which people don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And understand that this is rough. And this is even rough, that I, controversial that I'm even uttering, you know, or furthermore uh, expounding on the utterances in this album. But... This is this is what it is. What makes these people? Well, it seems through studies that there is an overwhelming percentage of people that abuse children that have gone through child abuse themselves when they were once young. Yeah, that makes sense. And that it's a in that it's a weird sort of like disease in a sense. And it's like really contractible, which mm-hmm. is just like weird. Mm-hmm. And it goes any any that's when he also starts talking about slavery mm-hmm. and what we were talking about all fair which is they raped our mothers raped our sisters made us watch mm-hmm. made us rape each other mm-hmm. right and so that in certain ways when people do talk about the ancestral uh trauma how how it how it does trickle down how there are certain memories and th- certain things encoded in us if it happen if it's traumatic enough and it happens through a long lineage of people how it's just sort of contracted through the DNA and that there's just work that has to be done in order to reverse 
those those side effects, those mm-hmm. symptoms. And if people are just raping people and they're going through all this psychological trauma, you just have to ask what sort of side effects, if any, it causes. Yeah. And it's that shit is a tough conversation to have amongst families. Yeah. Like, how have we been? <clears throat> this is a bad choice of words, but touched by yeah. by all of this stuff. But mm-hmm. that word "touched" also serves as various yeah. definitions, right? Like, yeah, how, yeah, like yeah. for various purposes. Like, how honestly, how have we been affected by all this yeah. sort of stuff? And even in "Mother I Sober," you know, he's have he's talking about how you know his mother's asking him, you know, did he touch you? Did he touch you? And you know, he's like, no. But it's like nobody believes him right. because like the shit is just so ingrained in the minds of, of, of maybe his family or just, you know, families in general. You right. know, this is more of a probably a general thing he's mm-hmm. speaking of. You know, he's not even he, his whole his whole his family don't even believe him because, you know, they're so focused on the fact that that uncle so-and-so did that shit that one time. I know he I know he touched you, Kendrick. Right. I know he did. Right. Just tell me. It's OK. Like, yeah. Just tell me, you know, that shit. That's that's Man. fucking deep. And then he goes even further to say something that again, I've never heard from it. Now, I maybe my rap knowledge just ain't quite there, but I've been listening to rap for a long time. So I've never heard come from a rapper, which is so look around at these other rappers. Like every other rapper touch, like right. and we covering up with chains and tattoos. Yep. I'm like, oh Yeah. Uh what is that? That's that's deep. That's super deep. You ain't heard anyone talk like that before. That's super deep. There's another reference he makes in um whoa, what is the name of that song? Where he's like uh in ninety-five, where he's like, you know, re- remove all the des- remove all that designer and what you got. Oh, yeah. You ugly as fuck. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh yeah. And, you out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just like. <laughs> That's is so funny to me because that that's what these rappers are doing. They they got all this designer shit, all these chains, all these tattoos, but you remove that shit, nigga. A lot of these people are nobodies. It's 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 rough because they shouldn't feel like they're nobody. Exactly. And I've never I, I haven't let I me mean, say I've never been, because I'm certain I judge it at some point in time. Like I don't want to be the person to just point a finger and laugh at a bunch of people that rock a bunch of chains. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you gonna it's your money, you yeah. earned it, you're gonna do what you wanna do with yeah. it. That's fine. I don't have to wear them, right? Yeah. I'd never spend my money that way. Uh-huh. I would ne- if I was a if I became a rapper, if I decided to to use these microphones for something else, and I was like, yo, Keon, we about to come out with a joint album instead, fuck this podcast. <laughs> We're gonna rap now. And and we got we blew up two months from now. I'm not I, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. I'm getting people out of debt. Uh-huh. If there are people in my family, friends, we getting out of debt. I'm gonna I'm gonna purchase some things, like that that will accrue money, mm-hmm. right? With time, like I'm not I'm not just flaunting. Ne- I'm not walking around trying to flaunt what I have. If you this not is, me, this, just not <clears throat> me. This is a little off topic. If you if if let's say something like that happened, this podcast blows up next month, and and we get a deal. You got to name me one thing that you would buy for yourself that is very expensive. I would just make repairs on my car. <laughs> but, but here, here's my thing: is like, th- th- but this is this is real though. Uh-huh. Like, okay, so you get a ton of money, 
mm-hmm. tomorrow, like just a large lump sum of money. Mm-hmm. I just, this is the way I sort of, I'm not trying to shit on you at all. This is the way sure. I sort of look at weddings. <laughs> I was having this conversation today about weddings and, you know, the lady was talking to me about a lot of the rules that go along with certain things. Like she's known people where somebody was working at a fucking Carabas making $150, $200 a weekend or something like that. Just, you know, just trying to make ends meet. And they were they were made to be like the best man or something like that. Or uh, the, the man of honor. I'm sorry. He was going to be the man of honor for a woman. Okay. Right? So instead of her having a maid of right, honor, it was right, a man right, of honor. Right, right, right. And... He, she picked out the tuxes that like all the, the all the I guess the groomsmen or something was supposed to wear, mm-hmm. and like this dude had to he had to purchase it an eight hundred dollar suit. Ooh, that's expensive. It's like I want to be this for you, but like I'm not I I wouldn't do that. So now you have to, so <laughs> now you have to tell the bride of a wedding like I want to do this for you, but now you have to have a difficult conversation about. How you've invited me to do to go somewhere, but I have to pay a thousand dollars just to get dressed to go there. Nigga, let nigga. alone <laughs> let alone trying to get like the bachelorette party together or, or whatever it is, whatever other responsibilities I have, I have to spend a thousand dollars first mm-hmm. before anything else happens. Mm-hmm. That's responsibility number one. Come on, man! Like this is crazy, and then. Nigga. And, we we rent in suits. I've seen people do seventy five thousand dollars. I've seen well, no, I've seen like a twenty five thousand dollar wedding before, which was just you know open bar. I was at a country club. I was there having a good time. And the people, and I know this not because this is something I'm projecting, because the groom looked at me in my eyes and said, "I didn't enjoy any of this," <laughs> because he was too busy trying to make sure that she was good, and she was too busy trying to make sure everyone was good mm-hmm. because it. A lot of the times, I guess, we say that it's for them. It's for the holy matrimony. It's for the union. It's about sanctity. But it's a, it's a big party. Mm-hmm. It's a big party. Mm-hmm. And so you got to make sure other people have hot food and that the decorations look nice. And if you have an open bar, people are using the open bar. Whatever, whatever. The things are what you want them to be on. It's supposed to be the most monumental day of your entire life. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's the way that people grow up looking at it. Usually mm-hmm. the women. Mm-hmm. Usually. They're clearly outliers. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money mm-hmm. to to showcase what's happening. And now I'm also not a traditionalist, and we've gotten into this before. So I know a lot of people that are more so in the traditions, this is high up on their list of things to do. And that's completely fine if you they say it ain't tricking if you got it. So if, if that if you feel like you got it, cool. But people that that don't got it for real and are spending it like that is wild. And even if I did have it, I just still don't see myself frivolously so. spending money on things that I don't need to. I, if I was going to have a huge celebration for the union of me and someone else, it would just be oh, just an awesome dinner. Mm-hmm. Maybe a weekend away with friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like we could do something cool like that. Mm-hmm. But nah, like I'm like I'm good on it. So that. I know that you know you're all about the necessities. I do so, like necessities. Um. So let's just let's I don't know something like this the dual basket air fryer. Yeah. So like something like that. You didn't really know you. 
needed it until you had it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And maybe you don't need it for real. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Um, but do you think you would expand on what you think is a necessity or do you think that what you believe is a necessity right now will well, I always would, I wouldn't expand on what needs well that's a that's a great question because I wouldn't expand on what is a necessity. Okay. I would expand on on the things that I am susceptible to purchasing as a want. Okay. Okay. I, because because I know what's needed. Okay. Okay. I know what is what is needed for so me to live. So you would expand on things you on, might on things want. on things I might want. Okay. Things I may be yeah prone to purchasing with with X amount of dollars. That's, okay. that's given to me. Yeah, okay. for sure. Um, again, I'm just curious as like what would one of those things be? That, I guess that's where I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> I, it's one of those things where I wouldn't know. I, like, like people kept I, talking to me about air fryers uh -huh. and how amazing it was, and I had to see one, and I was like, okay, cool. And then the, it was a Christmas gift, and I got it. A lot of the great stuff I have are Christmas gifts. I don't have things like I legitimately. I have a bed that I sleep on. I clearly have electricity and water. I just I, I just showed someone that I have two t two flat screen TVs I'm about to sell. If anybody wants flat screen TVs, hit me up. But I'm about to put them on like Facebook Market or something like that. And she was just why like, why do you have two flat screen Exactly. TVs? She was like, why do you have two flat screen TVs? Like, why do I not? Why have I never seen two flat screen TVs? I was like, because they're in my closet. Like, I don't know. I never bring Why do I need to bring them out? One of these, Why do you have them though? Well, because this was taken from Luck's gym when Luck when when Luck closed the gym down. I, okay. I took, Are they still in the box? They're not in the no. They're not in the box. Oh, yeah, but they but they they they. Nigga, I might want to take a look at them. Well, I'm gonna sell these. You have how many TVs you got? Who's who? Who's to say I wasn't gonna buy them? Nigga, I wasn't. Oh, I didn't well, say oh, I well, was running oh, for free. Oh well, if, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna put in a bid, then yeah, like you might you might. <laughs> oh, nigga got a bid. <laughs> well, when I put it out for sale, yeah, it's gonna be a bid. But if you got a certain amount of money, yeah, we can definitely work something out. I can. I, I mean, yeah, let me. I'll take a look at them. Yeah, I'll give you one of these. I got a couple big ones. I got a couple. Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me, after <laughs> this, we'll go look at them. <laughs> yeah. uh, anywho, well, hold on. I guess I don't know. I, I guess the question I'm really asking is like. You gotta have something in your, in your in life my mind? that you've wanted, but just like it's expensive, I I would never buy that in the place in my life right now. Something. Uh, <laughs> Art. Uh, Art. Uh, A home gym. You don't, you, oh, a home. Oh, we. Some, oh, so now we're talking about we like millionaires. Like if you trying to take it there, so well, because because I would I would have a home masseuse, a home masseuse. Uh, yeah, I would I would definitely have a home. Masseuse. Someone that comes through like a couple times a week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but because okay. that's something I can't do for myself. Right. But so you wouldn't like if you if you ever okay so like I guess a personal masseuse I could do. I I'm a, when I say home gym I also have to think about the fact that maybe you would never have a a home big enough. To have it on a room dedicated to a gym. Yeah, because that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as well. Well, I'm saying though, like, even if even if you wanted to stay in an apartment for the rest of your life, you could probably still get like a three bedroom apartment and have one room dedicated to working out versus paying a certain amount a month to go to a gym. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of shit now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll probably have that out, and I would just like have friends and stuff more, like over more often, and that's where they would stay. Okay. I would just, I would just set that up so people could come stay over. Okay. And hang out. Yeah, that's that's probably what I would do. All right. I know it's it's rough, man. I, I've never thought about like that's, but that's that's the thing. 
I spend no time, and maybe this sounds weird. I've been saying some stuff recently that's like that has sounded weird to me. I I don't think about purchasing things. Like I I've, I don't I never think about what I would buy if I had money. Okay. Like that's not really where my, like my mind doesn't really occupy that space. All right. So yeah, I don't. I, so I couldn't even answer that question. Like what right. I would buy if I. Yeah, I just think about fixing up my car, and I would keep that car until it came off the wheels. All right. Like I would just keep that one. About it's going to be paid off in like a month. Would you? I mean, would you take it to the point where you like if it really came to down to the engine dying, would you just buy a new engine or would you buy a new car? It depends on what the price. Uh, <laughs> it depends. Like if, like if, 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 if getting the car fixed is going to be more than purchasing a new car, then I'm purchasing a new car. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make the smart decision. Like I'm not just gonna <laughs> hold on to something because it, because it is old. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I just don't think about buying things often. I just don't think about what I would buy. Like I, was, I don't know. I would just have to come to it. But first is just clearing debts, mm-hmm. making the car better. Yeah. Uh, by that, that is absolutely doing the things. smart thing. To I, do. Yeah, I'm gonna do maintenance on my body. Like I'm gonna f- get like all the the different vitamins that I maybe can't buy now, which I don't know what that is, but I'd look into that. I'd get try to get a masseuse mm-hmm. to like loosen up my back. Uh, maybe like a chiropractor whenever I could have around. Uh, yeah, just different things like that. Like I'd just be looking for health and security okay. like health and security would definitely be first before anything else and then when it gets to that point i have no idea what it would be all right like a podcast studio yeah like a, yeah uh, okay 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 a podcast yeah, studio definitely. like I, I would definitely try to figure out something like that. yeah okay okay if that that answers your question yes that answers okay my question. podcast studio <laughs> <laughs> we got one you guys we got one <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I said recently that was uh, oh, weird before gosh. we go back into this album is uh, on the last episode, I had Rachel, who was an awesome person. That episode was very, very cool. I you guys it. getting a double header this week. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going <laughs> to drop this one on like Thursday. Uh, but she said, yeah, you know, one of the things that sold me into coming and doing this was just said that you or a person that really looks at conversation like an art. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I for, I completely forgot that people don't. Mm-hmm. Like it struck me. I was like, so we're looking at it like, well, yeah. And then it hit, then another wave hit me where I was like, oh, oh, well, yeah, yes, I, yes, I do. I, I, I forget that because when you go to college and things of such sort and you are, or if you go to a library, you're signing up for class or you go to a library, communication isn't in the art section. It's, mm. it's not a, it's not an art class you take, right? So you don't look of it, you don't look at it as an art. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot that that's the way that people form their opinions about things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, yeah, like I, yeah, to me, it's art. Right. Like that's right. that's what I see when I see it taking place. Right. I may not think that the other person takes the art seriously, or that they're very good at their art, but they're also a bunch of sucky ass rappers too. Mm-hmm. Like so, like just because you may not see it as an art doesn't mean that you are not creating art mm-hmm. every time you're in conversation with someone. That you're not improvising a painted picture with them because that is what you're doing. You're 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 painting a picture 
as you're speaking to one another so that you can understand what the other person is saying. Right. So that, that yeah, like to me, it just it, it has made sense a long time for that to be an art, you know. So when when she said that to me, I was sort of taken aback. I thought, oh shit, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think of it as an art. I didn't know that that was like kind of like a weird thing to do for a second. I thought that that was a uh, interesting. Anyway, back over to Kendrick. Super deep. <clears throat> I love. Uh, was it Auntie Auntie's Diaries? Auntie's Diaries. Demarius is Marianne now. <laughs> great song yes great song yes it is uh i love that we're getting so much about his life mm -hmm. so much about him standing up in the pew at a church mm -hmm. in front of the reverend or the pastor and being like hey i don't like the way that you're talking about my cousin or or in my aunt you're right right saying oh you know demarius is marianne now and his aunt and his aunt's a man now like they're going through some stuff like pointing that out in the middle of a church is That's wild, crazy. right? Because clearly you're trying to be like, all right, let's let's pray for them. Like, let's yeah. try to get their their life back on track. And Kendrick's standing up, like, hey, nah, like, are we not supposed to love thy neighbor? Like, what are we doing right now? Like, what what are we talking about? And standing up in a crowd of people, they clearly looking at him, like, boy, you better sit out. Like, what are you doing right now? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the doctrine you're going against. Mm -hmm. I the love, gospel. I love that scene. I love that imagery. I love that scene of Kendrick standing up because he's standing up on this album. Mm -hmm. He's doing the same thing he was doing whenever that happened when he was younger. Mm -hmm. And seeing that his cousin looked up at him and smiled and was like, okay, like, all right, Kendrick, like we, and he said that that sort of brought the family together. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my fuck, I love that. Yeah. I let shit is deep, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a powerful album. God, I love that it's album. A very, I don't even know if I've ever said an album was powerful. This is a powerful, <laughs> album yeah you probably would if you had listened to to pimp a butterfly you would have felt that way to pimp a butterfly is another it's it's pretty powerful it's yeah, maybe not, i'll go back and listen to it yeah it's not like this but it's like but they were saying the same thing about that album ain't no bangers on here like come <laughs> on man oh here go a bunch of this conscious preachy preachy shit like that's what they were saying about that mm -hmm. so that that one and then damn he was able to like kind of touch around and do some different stuff and you know what he gave I you was... loyalty he gave you dna I was just about to, I was just about to ask you if you think that maybe because on damn you could say that there were some bangers. Yes. Do you think that Humble was played a lot, yeah, DNA was played yeah, a lot. Yeah, do you think that Loyalty with Rihanna people saying to Pepper Butterfly didn't have no bangers, do you think that made him do something on damn? Uh that's the I think that it does get to people as as revolutionary as I think that he is as an artist. Still and, human. He's still human. Yeah. And and that's what I was saying. That's why I wanted to lay the foundation with my theory at first. I think that sometimes people are like, man, y'all don't fucking hear me anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, how how can I take what it is I say? Because he's going to be, Kendrick is going Kendrick. He's going to be Kendrick no matter what. Mm -hmm. J. Cole's going to be J. Cole. These people are going to be them. So if you're a conscious person, you're, you're conscious. You don't just backpedal. Like, there's no way of actually doing that. So... It's really just how can I make this palatable? How can I make this listenable? Mm -hmm. Like, right, for, for other people. So I think even in Damn, he was spitting and he was talking about some stuff, but but he made it easier for people to engage with that content. Mm -hmm. And and it, and it wasn't as artistic. It wasn't a it wasn't it followed more of a conventional formula. Uh -huh. And when I say that, I mean the whole album as a, as well as just 
verse hook, verse, you know, bridge hook, just giving you something in a way that you've heard it a lot of times before, as opposed to I'm going to throw some trumpets and some saxophones at the beginning and me snapping and yelling, ah! and then me <laughs> rapping for a minute and 13 seconds and cutting the song off. Yeah. Right. Like it, I'm not going to give you that on this album. Uh -huh. So it wasn't, it wasn't as unconventional and as sort of sporadic and jazzy. Mm -hmm. But I think that he still got his shit off. I think that that's what happens when you become really great yep. is you find a way to take your message and, and package it a way that it sort of like slips in through the back door and people don't actually know that they're listening to conscious shit mm -hmm. because you've threw some 808s and some trap drums and some snares and a bunch of, and you got Rihanna singing on it and a bunch of other stuff going on. So you have to find a way to be crafty about tricking, yeah. tricking people into listening to conscious things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a real art. I love when you count me out. I love when you count me out. That's something that's something that I like I aspire to be able to do is is make things listenable. Yeah. Yeah. Is to take things that are coming from this vessel but package them and plate them in a way that looks uh you know that looks vivid mm -hmm. and and you know fucking um edible in a sense. Okay. Yeah. Edible to the mind. Edible to the mind. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 a that's a real gift. Yeah. And I yeah, you're right. He definitely did that with this album. Like I don't I don't know how anybody listens to this album all the way through and you're just you're not touched by yeah. it. Yeah, there's gotta be something. Yeah. Cause there's so much raw emotion yeah. and and just like I said earlier, truthfulness. Like like this this album, nigga, I had to look up the definition of what does it mean when someone says something is the gospel? I didn't mm. quite know what that meant fully, mm. but when I listened to this album, I just what came to my mind is like this is gospel. Like this mm. is this is it. That's funny. I, and I had to look up. I was like, what does that mean exactly? Before I jump to that conclusion, and what it means is that something is the truth, mm. and I'm like. Nigga, this is the gospel. <laughs> like this, this whole album this is, is based truth. on truth this and honesty and emotion. There's insecurities. There's abuse. There's it's life. Yeah, this yeah. album is life. It seems like <laughs> completely unadulterated. Like this, this, like this is it. I'm, I'm giving it to y'all. Yeah, and don't talk to me. I'm, yeah. go, I'm, I'm, I'm going again. Blink twice and I'm gone. That's what he said. Like, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, he talk, make, make sure you listen to this album. He talked about the 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 fake advocates out there, the fake you know civil rights fighters and uh -huh. all that sort of stuff out there. He's just uh -huh. like, bro, like sending thoughts and prayers and shit. Like, it, like, are you really happy for me? Yeah. Are, you, are you are you are you happy for me? Mm -hmm. are, are you are you truly? Because I'm out here. You you guys are wondering where I am through all this sort of stuff. Because maybe maybe I didn't post a black square on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't come out on Twitter when you thought I should have and, and, you know, reposted some stuff or retweeted something. Maybe I didn't do that. Maybe I was off somewhere meditating in silence. Maybe I was with my daughter trying to raise a young woman. Maybe I was just eating food with my family. Maybe I was just off somewhere trying to make, trying to heal mm -hmm. because I know or my sense <clears throat> is that the best thing that I can do is heal myself. 
songs like Man in the Mirror, they're not just I'm staring, searching, looking, looking at the man in the mirror. Searching. Looking, at look, the, looking. I'm look I'm looking at the man. In, I'm so. looking at the staring at the mirror. It's one of those. Yeah. I'm something in the man in the mirror. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm asking yeah. him to change his ways. Right? Songs like that, and there are many of them like that, uh-huh. are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's because, and I and I I really I really believe this. I can't see it. I won't say I can't see it working another way per se, but this seems to hold the most the most truth for me when I really think it through. There is a measurable outcome that happens when we take time stepping away from from the messianic complex from trying to be the people when we're really young you hear this all the time especially people like just starting out in college you ask 10 of them just 10 people what they want to do i feel like seven or eight of them are going to be like i want to i want to help people like i want to change i want to change the world i want to help people you feel that way when you're young you you want to help and that's that's a beautiful thing that you want to help so people try to a lot of the time tear down systems and shout at the top of their lungs and tell people that they're wrong and say you're an unethical immoral piece of shit for not believing this set of doctrines that we believe over here whatever the case is mm-hmm. you try to you start cancel culture and you try to cancel anyone that seems like they may be on the other side of the fence and what's weird is and what people don't understand is that there's so many different fences you also on the other side of someone's fence so yeah. so at some point, you're going to end up saying something mm-hmm. and end up being the one that's now looked at yeah. crazy. Yeah. So that's what's, that's what's kind of weird about that cancel culture shit. Anywho, you have this messianic complex. I want to save the world. I want to help people. I want to do this. And you get ahead of yourself because you don't know much. So you just run around, you regurgitate some ideas that you heard, you know, on Twitter. Yeah, you don't know exactly what that means. You don't know, you don't what, know that, what comes with that. You don't know what comes with that. You don't you don't know what that what that real stretch of work is life in order to actually execute that thing. Right. And so if you put something up on Twitter or you run around in the streets, you assume that you are doing the right thing. You assume that you're making a change. But what if And this is not for me to shit on anybody doing any of these things. But what if you going back in your own house and trying to heal yourself from all the things that life and yourself have done to yourself, all the traumas that you've that you've experienced, all the insecurities that you have, all the malfunctions of your system, your entire system, mentally, emotionally, physiologically, trying to rebuild these things and restructure them in a way that actually works in alignment. On the last episode, uh, I talked to Rachel about something that's called subluxation Mm -hmm. because she works again in a chiropractor's office as an assistant. And that's really just the... She ain't cracking no backs. She's not the one cracking the back. Not yet. She's a <laughs> massage therapist, but she ain't doing a cracking the backs. All right, all but right. But subluxation, S-U-B-L-A-X-A-T-I-O-N, subluxation, is when a vertebrae is sort of like out of place in your spine. 
And when that happens, your body starts to feel symptoms in other places, mm. right? Like vertebrae may be out and then now you have like pains in your knees or your, or your stomach or something like that. You don't really know where that's coming from. You think you ate something wrong. Probably had something to do with the nerves, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's your nervous system. Yeah. So it's So you feel symptoms in all these other different places. And if you can talk to a chiropractor about the symptoms you're having, then they can pretty much tell you pr- pretty well what vertebrae may be out of place and exactly what it is they need to do to fix you up so that you can get back on track. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that disalignment, not just in your spine, but in life in general, that kind of gets you off. And then you running around talking about a bunch of shit you don't quite necessarily know anything about. Right. And we're all that some of the time, mm-hmm. some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. But if you came back in the house and you tried to find ways of healing yourself, then you would be making yourself better. You're looking at the man in the mirror, right? Right. The whomever in the mirror. Right. And it's not until you do that, that change really occurs. Change is a song by J. Cole, and it's on the For Your Eyes Only album. It might be my favorite song on there, but it's definitely up there. But I think it goes uh, like the hook is something like uh, something. Damn, what? It, oh, I'm completely forgetting it now. I'm drawing a blank. But it's a change. So I'm like, I know you're looking for a change. I know you're looking for a change. Let the pen glide. So he's sort of talking to himself. Like I know that you're trying to change the world. So let the pen glide. Like write these words. Like get it. Write these words just the way J Cole can, so that when you rap this shit, you create change. Right. Mm-hmm. I know you're looking for a change. Let the pen glide. But the only real change come from inside. But the only real change come from inside. Right. Like so that's the hook to it. OK. These songs are there for a reason. Like people understand this intuitively. I can't just run around and scream at people and have them change their ways. It's not going down like that. I have to figure things out for myself. And it's not it's only through me going back and healing myself that then other things around me flourish. Right. That's the only way that it actually happens. And unless you do that, it ain't, it just ain't, it ain't working like that. Like it's not really going down like that. Mm-hmm. So I love Kendrick <clears throat> talking about, yo, I'm, I go, I go months without a phone. Like I just spend time by myself with my family, meditating, eating, doing regular stuff. And then I'll come back and I'll write some music and I'll drop this for y'all. But like, I'm not, I'm not your savior, savior, that song. (laughs) Very first thing he says, Kendrick made you think about it, but he is not your savior. Yeah. Cole made you feel empowered, but he is not your savior. Mm -hmm. I think he said, future told you to buy a money counter, (laughs) but he is not your savior. (laughs) Braun made you give him his flowers. But he is not your savior. Yeah. Stop. And J. Cole also fittingly has a song called False Prophets Mm -hmm. where he's talking about the same thing. We are not your savior. Mm -hmm. We're not. We're not that. You have to find that within yourself. It's not until after you find that within yourself that things really start to change in your world. And if, if enough people do that, then enough people come outside to more pleasant things. Mm -hmm. That's that's the way it goes. I I, I love I love I love what he did. How you gonna win if you ain't right within? The, the, one one liner man, one liner man. <laughs> <laughs> one one liner man. 
I want everyone that listens to this podcast to know. I want them to understand if they haven't before that you are one liner man. <laughs> one liner man. Yes. If we're gonna get you a hat or a cape or a shirt that says <laughs> one liner man. If they haven't caught on by now, you are one liner man. You just you just come well, out with go ahead. Are you trying to play me? Are the one liners good? Are they relevant? <laughs> I mean yeah, it's, it's it's been a little while since you just said like a one liner that didn't have anything because I I talked to you about that a long time ago on it. But no, they it's it's an observation. Okay, it's an observation. It means that there are a lot of times where I will speak for a long time uh-huh. because it just it just happens. Like I just I sort of ramble and I get the I get the fucking hamster running on the cage on uh-huh. the wheel up there, and once that starts. Just new ideas continue to pop and I just ride that fucking wave. And when I get done with it, which to me seems like a while, Uh you'll hit me with a one liner like you'll hit me with one line. And I'm like, (laughs) wow, that's really funny. So that's just just an observation. But you are one liner man. One liner man. You're one liner. man. (laughs) That's that's I think for the most part, that's that's the gist of why I love this album. It was truthful. It was it's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I trust in this stuff mm-hmm. that he's talking about. Like he's not bullshitting. He's talking. He's telling you, I've rubbed I've rubbed elbows with the people that's for the people. Mm-hmm. They all greedy, right? <laughs> like I'm not I'm not I'm not even with them. The people that act like they're your saviors. Mm-hmm. I'm not with them either. I'm not doing none of that. I feel like everybody in some way has to relate to to at least a piece of this album. Yeah. yeah if you're a human being walking this earth. You have to relate to a piece of this album. Yeah. Now, now again, th- th- I should say this as well too. On that last part of uh, what was the song? We it was Auntie's Diaries, I think, where he said, he, "It, you know, that whole thing with his, with his cousin, Demarius, who turned Marianne. Mm-hmm. He thought about that concert where the white girl ran up on stage mm-hmm. and had rapped and said the word nigga, and he didn't like it, and mm-hmm. people didn't like it, mm-hmm. whatever, and." And now the whole thing was, okay, well, you can say this word as long as you allow white girls to say nigga. Right. And so that's sort of the conclusion of it. Yeah. Now, I'm not necessarily, I don't know if that's necessarily just like where he ends on that thought. Mm-hmm. Because here's the, here's the thing. Podcasting is very different than putting music out. Right. Because when you're a musician, you put some music out and you're not going to drop for another five years. So we didn't get to hear how Kendrick felt about this white girl up on stage mm-hmm. until this album dropped. Yeah, because he's not just in. The, he's not just giving you Instagram lives and all this sort of stuff. We don't know podcasts, and we we come on here and our, our thoughts are updating every week, and we're talking about it. Right. So I don't know if that's just where he ends, or if he's just saying this so that people think and so that people have a conversation about things, which is again, don't tiptoe around the conversation. Just here's some content. I know it's going to start some conversation. I know people are going to have conversation after this. They have to. Yeah. So I don't know if he's just trying to put it in your mind so y'all have the conversation or if that's truly how he feels at the end of that song. Because as I told you, the rebuttal to that would be, yeah, but that word faggot is not the word nigger right. to a lot of people. Right. That is, it, it doesn't, it, it's not, it, it's not substantiated the same way because it doesn't have the same culture. Right behind it same background it doesn't have the same Same legacy yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. behind it so that that would kind of be the rebuttal to that like i get it that is a pejorative term i would never want people to use that 
in a derogatory sense towards other people mm-hmm. to demean them or their people or anything like that. But don't contradict yourself. But 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 yeah, we don't want to. I mean, it's rough. One, I was I, I don't know. I think it's rough to not contradict yourself in certain ways. That's mm-hmm. another conversation that Rachel and I were having about being a hypocrite. I think in some ways you're just meant to be contradictory. Mm-hmm. Like it's just going to happen being a human being. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I but I also don't know if people look at those words. I know that some people do. They look at them as words similarly, like it's a bad word and you shouldn't say it to someone. Right. Right. And on that basis, sure. But then there are just other variables that you have to also take into account when, which is weird, but trying to weigh the gravitas of certain words versus other words. Mm-hmm. Like there's just other variables that in factors that are in play. So it's all up for it's all up for debate and it's all up for conversation, which I love, which is which is what I love about freedom of speech is that we can all come together and have the conversation as to why it is or why it is not. I'm up for any conversation about it. I love when Kendrick, I forgot what song it is, but he was like talking about cancel culture and he was like, I'm going to say what I want to y'all niggas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He said in order for y'all to have an opinion, it's got to be politically correct. I'm going to say what I want. Yeah. And he's going to. Yeah. And he's going to, and and Kendrick's not going to be canceled. No, he's not. He's going to come out whenever he wants and whenever he drops it, people are going to go listen to it because it's Kendrick and, and I, bro, Context matters. It does. Like we, we, it matters. So when someone says something, it's like, what are they trying to get across? That's a lot of my love for conversation. It's the painting of the picture. Like, what are they trying to convey? Like, what are we? What is this person trying to let us know about their thought process or about their emotional processing about this thing? Like, Mm. what are they trying to let us know? And when we start to make wild citations for free, like speech, it just it gets it, it gets weird. It get it gets it gets really really weird. And I I think that people need to be open for discussions of as I've talked about a million times on here. Um, but it's that shit is that shit is very very necessary. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to open our mouths and say things to one another. And continue to learn that way. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said about Joe Rogan, understand that certain avenues can lead to slippery slopes. For sure. But I'm I'm all with, you know, the context matters. Yeah. Cause you um, cause you don't need to die on every hill either. No, you you do, don't you don't need to you, fight all these battles. You and, sure don't. And just say things simply for for the sake of of what you think that freedom entails you to be entitled to. Right. Right. Like you don't you don't have to do that either. Right. So it's a yeah, man, it, it's back and forth. But I'll t- but I'll tell you what, because this is where this where this gets us, because clearly with all these stipulations we're talking about, errors will be made. Yeah, that's one thing we can promise. Mm-hmm. Errors will be made. And so with that, what also needs to be said is people deserve second chances. Mm-hmm. Pe- like people deserve there. there needs to be a margin for error. Yeah. If if we are going to grant, if you can grant that there will be errors, then there has to be a margin for error mm-hmm. as well. We we you can't just cut everybody off anytime they say something that you don't like. Don't even say a word that start with the letter N. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we can't do that. 
getting too close. Yeah, no, no, no. We can't we can't do that. Yeah. We can't do that. But I'm I'm glad that we talked about this album. I, yeah. I could I couldn't wait to come in here and talk about this album. I, I listened I probably listened to it a good I'd probably say like five times now. I probably listened to it like two or three. I was listening yeah. to it on the way here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably listened to it a good five times. But yeah. but go, but going back, just music in general, because again, I haven't been listening, but Teodora Wolgers that mm-hmm. I was talking about. And I think this is either Wolgers or Wolgers. It's T-E-O-D-O-R-W-O-L-G-E-R-S. I forget where he came from, but he's just, he's a young, he's a young guy. I want to say like early 20s or so. Okay. But he does this, what's called classical crossover. Genres these days are crazy. There's just like so many different types. I don't know. But it sounds like classical music, but it clearly ain't like Bach and Beethoven and all of them, <laughs> right? It's like it's newer sounds. But I just, I just love to listen to just instruments. Like I saw a video of this guy in the studio and the lady and I were watching it. And I was like, yo, it was a, it was a music video. And I'll show it to you after this. It was so cool because it's just him in there. He's on the piano. And you have this guy playing a violin, and I think there's a guy on like a synth machine or something like that. And they're just in there just creating this beautiful music. It sort of sounds like, sort of sounds like, I don't, I don't even know, like a like a winter night or something like mm. that. Like snowflakes falling from the sky. Mm. And it's, yeah, and, and street lights on, and you're just just walking down a long pathway of of just snowflakes falling in street lights. Okay. Yeah, so that's what it sounds like to me. All right. And I'm listening to this and I'm watching this video and these guys are just in the studio making this beautiful music. And I'm like, damn. It must be so cool sometimes to just make some stuff like outside of rap. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say that because, and, and not even just outside of rap, or but outside of really just pop. Just mainstream. Yeah, just mainstream. Just even it could be country pop, R and B pop, pop pop, rock pop, rap pop. It just just all of that because these guys make money doing what they love. It's beautiful music. You know, you're waking up in the morning just to go play beautiful instruments with a couple of guys, and you're just gonna come away with just music that takes you to a different realm. And like that's that. and like that's what you're gonna do today. Mm-hmm. That's how you're gonna go make your money. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You don't have blogs talking a bunch of shit about you. You don't got the shade room up your fucking ass talking yeah. talking about you and your relationship. No, that's, that's love. Yeah, like you don't have people critiquing you, asking you like, oh, is he is he really the best, or is, is Drake beating him out because Drake did this? Dude. I heard so and so was in his DMs fucking his bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't like you don't you don't have like a bunch of this stuff going on. You're, right. you're just playing a piano. Right, right, right. Like, right. oh man, like that's so dope. The guy Benjamin Clementine that I talked to you about a long. <laughs> Long, long time ago. It's this black dude. I think he's... Oh, man. He may reside in, like, the UK. <laughs> he's got, like, wild cheekbones. He sort of looks like a vampire, in a sense, to me. Just because he's, like, real handsome, like, real large cheekbones, long face, black dude. Mm-hmm. Um, long, crazy, like, Afro-ish sort of hair. Like, an Afro fade type of thing he okay. got going on. Real, like, character. Okay. But he seems like he can be a modern-day Dracula. Okay. Yeah, very, very weird character. But he's all awesome piano pieces. Great singer. And he has the NPR tiny desk thing. I think people should go listen to Benjamin Clementine. And drop the link on him. 
I might have, I might just throw that in the, in the link. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I might just throw that in, in the description. But him just going and just rocking NPR, Tiny Desk, or wherever venues that he goes and plays, knowing he can just go and do this, that's dope to me. Yeah. I love like a good sweet spot. Yeah. I'm not fucking with the super duper fame. <laughs> Like I like a good sweet spot where you just have like a little cult following. I, like these people I agree. love what you do. I agree. And will support you to the day you die if you just keep doing that thing. I agree. And just and you just get to live a normal life. You can go to the grocery store. I could not <laughs> agree more. I know you I know that shit sound good to you. I cannot <laughs> agree. I just just give me give me the money. Yeah. I don't want to be in the blogs. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with that. You want them snap jumping out the bushes, snapping photos? Of you? I don't want. No, I don't want none of that shit. None of it. Yeah, that's why the way I am by by Slim Shady was so good. I think it was he Marshall Mathers at that point or Eminem. I don't know if he was Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, or Eminem at that point. But the way I am was 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 that was that was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, because he just talked about dudes like I'm fucking sick of just like I can't take a shit. Without y'all, without somebody standing by it, you knew I won't sign your autograph. You can call me an asshole. I'm glad because I am whatever you say I am. Like I just don't want to do smile in the courtroom. I buy you a wardrobe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he said I lift you. He's like, and if you offend me, I'm lifting you ten feet. Yeah, I was about to say in the air. I don't care who was there, who saw. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. I I don't care about none of that shit. I sit back with this pack of zigzags and this bag of this weed. It gives me the shit needed to be the most mean and some sea on this on this earth and this birth. I've been cursed with this curse to just blurt and berserk and, and just and just spurt this berserk. What do you say? I just birthed with this with this curse to just blurt this berserk and bizarre shit that works in itself and it helps in itself and yeah, it, it should get crazy. Yeah. But yeah. that's a wild flow off yeah. the top. Just the just the rhyme scheme off the top is mm-hmm. wild. But he, yeah, he gets into it, and I and I definitely feel that. Like, yo, just back the fuck up, let me live my life. Someone told me a story recently about uh, Kiki Palmer. Palmer, thank you, because I, I wasn't gonna get it. Thank you, Kiki Palmer. What did, what what do we know her from? Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, what's obviously, the original? Th- it was it like, pr- did she do voice on Proud Family? No, that was um, Kyla Pratt. Kyla Pratt. Um, what did she do? I mean, a lot of people know her from like Akila and the Bee. Akila and um, the Bee. That was my been, thing. She's yeah. been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know? since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, now she's sort of like, what, just like a model, just a personality. They just call people personality figure. Now. Public figure. Public figure. Public figure, personality. And it's she gets her little. Places. She gets her little gigs and things. You know what I'm saying? A lot appearances. of stuff. Appearances. Appearances, things that you don't really hear about. You know what I'm yeah. saying? How wild to just be like, you do appearances. I'm going to appear here yep. this week. I'm gonna get paid to appear. Mm-hmm. Leave a couple hours in. I watched her in a movie um, not that long ago with Samuel L. Jackson. It's called The Cleaner. Came out like ten years ago. Oh, really? Never seen it before. Oh yeah, I don't know. It just, it's that. on Netflix right now. Is it now. good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. Sam L. Everything is snakes on a plane. Don't do that. Don't. We're not doing that. Don't just say Sam L. Like anything he does is just good. He he plays in a this, bunch of stuff. This, so some of the stuff you see is gonna be amazing. Yeah. But there's well, some that fell through I, the cracks. I'm pretty sure he's like the highest grossing actor like ever. He's been in so many damn. But movies. I think it's because he said that he doesn't turn things down. Yeah. Like he tries to take as much as he possibly can mm-hmm. because he experienced poverty and he never wants that again. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like if it, if it's work, well, I'm here to work. Yeah. Like give me that script. Yeah, I'm yeah. in it. 
Yeah, uh, to backtrack a little bit on a little bit on music, I'm going to see The Roots on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, Questlove, Black Thought. It's gonna be great. Ah, uh, that's very cool. Yeah. Is there anyone else a part of? I, I don't know. I don't know everybody else's names. I just oh, know right, Questlove right, and Black Thought. Then the rest it's is a just band. Like musicians. Just, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, right, but right. Questlove's the drummer. Black and Thought is one of the prolific, main vocalists. Prolific rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, going to see them on Sunday at the Kennedy Center. Very excited. Um, so this this Kiki Palmer, I heard that. She was recently, relatively recently, I want to say just last three, four months, let's just say that, was was accosted by one of these fans and they were just looking for some photos. Mm-hmm. And Kiki was maybe just fucking, I don't know, eating a slice of pie and having some coffee. I don't know exactly what they, she was doing, but she was doing something. And she just wanted to do that thing instead of take photos. And I think this person kind of blew up and made a big deal of it. And then people made a big deal of it online. Like you wouldn't be anything without your fans. What's wrong with you? How dare you? We've seen we've seen this play out many times. How dare you not take a photo or sign an autograph or do whatever it is people want you to do? Do the fucking hokey pokey with them. Whatever it is they request you to do, why don't you do it? You'd be nowhere without them. Mm-hmm. Now, where do you fall on that? Just with that said, before I get anything else, like where do you fall? Um, to a certain extent. That's right, because if you didn't have fans, you wouldn't be where you're at. But that doesn't mean you don't deserve privacy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we can already see that. That doesn't mean you can so. just run up on me anytime you want to and do whatever and make me do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> you got the game fucked up. <laughs> And make me do whatever you want me to do. Yeah, exactly. Kiki, stand on, stand on your hands right now. Stand, stand on your hands. If you don't fucking stand on your hands, I will ruin your life. Like, dance, monkey, dance. Yeah, you better do a fucking backflip. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, so, nah. so, so weird, so weird stuff. I think you're right. I need to respect the people that give me money, give me their time. Certainly. My thing with that is because it's it's not like you. It's not as if Kiki or anyone else may maybe and I could be wrong, but didn't want what it is. Like and when I say didn't want, I don't mean all the paparazzi bullshit. But like uh, these people, like they wanted to be actors. They wanted to be models. They, you know, what I'm saying they were they had aspired. You didn't just. Most people don't fall into this shit on accident. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so this is the you signed up for this type of thing? I, a little bit, but I don't want to be negative when I say that. Mm-hmm. But like ultimately, you know, everyone knows what comes with that level of stardom. Right, right, right. You know what comes with that. Yeah, for sure. And so my, so again, my thing is as long as I'm being – yo, honestly, it's just about respect. We mm-hmm. talked about this when we had Julia on here. It's if you're going to try to proposition a woman, whether it be at the gym or not, because that was the context of that conversation. As long as you go there respectfully, there really shouldn't be an issue. Right. Right. Like I shouldn't be like, oh, leave me alone, you nasty creep. Like if you ju- if I come with you respectfully and just say just, hey, I'd like to take you out for dinner if, if that's if that's possible if not that's completely fine like i just i just i i saw you and i thought you were attractive and i thought i'd go out and at least try Mm -hmm. because i knew i beat myself up if i didn't Mm -hmm. right if you just said something that was truthful and it's not too crazy it's not too wildly forward just 
Okay, it's respectful. As soon as she says no, okay, th- well, I'll tell you what, enjoy your day. Like, th- thank you for the time that you did give me. Enjoy your day. You go on about your thing. That's a respectful encounter. So there shouldn't be anything wild about that. I shouldn't be upset with her for saying no because she can say no, mm-hmm. right? And she, I feel like, shouldn't take it so difficult or so hard because a man found me attractive mm-hmm. and wanted to speak to me, mm-hmm. right? Like that, like that is a normal encounter and a respectful encounter. It gets weird when it's when you're not respecting people's space and you try to linger a little too long after someone told you no once or twice or whatever the case is, or someone threw a drink in your face because you Dog. said something to them. Dog. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. you that's but, okay. I'll put a bookmark in Kiki Palm. Um, so something like that kind of happened um, yesterday. To you? Yeah. Oh. Um, not to no wild, crazy extent. But so I'm a, um, this gentleman comes into my job. You know, he wants to rent a unit for some woman that he's seeing or his friend or whatever. So he rents the unit. He comes back with her. And so, I'm sorry, he rents two units. He tells me he has a lock for one of the units. He comes back with the woman. I take them upstairs to see the units, right? And so, you know, she, you know, I'm asking her, I'm like, yeah, are you going to need to purchase a lock for the other unit? Because he told me that she only had one. And he was like, she's like, oh, no, you know, I'm, yeah, I guess we're going to need another lock. Like, you can, you can give me one, right? And I'm like, uh, you know, we're kind of, you know, we're running low on locks right now. I'm waiting for new ones to come in. You know, if we had more, I might be able to do that. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, I saw the ones in your office. Like, you can, you can probably just give me one of those, right? And I'm like, no, like, I can't do that because I, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm running low on locks. And then she just for a third time looks at me and says, you could you could give me one and i look at her and i say no <laughs> and she shut the fuck up it's like like respect like did you not just hear what the fuck i said right 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 <laughs> so if you buy so every unit purchased you give a lock they or, no or, or if, they're no, supposed to get their own lock they can get their own lock or they can purchase one from us uh, right. if if right, if right, right. you know to give someone incentive to rent with us today right, right, sometimes right. we'll give them a free right, lock right, right, but right. as i said to her twice yeah, we're running, we're running low, so low on locks so yeah. i can't just be giving these away That's for funny. you to ask me that a third time yeah, 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 and yeah. now i got to get a little aggressive i literally looked at her and i was like i did the head thing and everything i was like no. <laughs> you had to talk to her like she was a child. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you like yeah, respect like, what I yeah, just like, said? Yeah, like, you know what? Let me stop with all the decorations around it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be nice. No. You know? Yeah, straight up. Yeah, that's that's kind of So yeah, that just reminded me of, of that. <laughs> and, so, and so my point is, if the person comes up respectfully to Kiki Palmer or any celebrity, and they're just like, hey, I, I love everything you've ever done. Like, I, I watch everything you do. Like, I've been supporting you from day one, whatever. Is there any way we could get a photo together? Like this would mean a lot to me, and, and it's like so that's respectful so far, yeah. right? And maybe in going about it that way is probably a, a good way of going about it because it ups your chance of probably being able to get that photo. Now, Kiki Palmer, just like the woman or whoever is being proposed by whatever stranger out and about, right, on a romantic level, mm-hmm. still has autonomy, and they, they still have their prerogative. They can say no still to a respectful request still. And if she decides to, which she did, because she wants to just do whatever she's doing and maybe not do that, which then alerts other people that she's someone famous and now has a line of people that want photos because that's a possibility. I'm certain that happens all the time. She says no. 
And if she says no respectfully, then that can still be a respectful encounter between two human beings, as long as the other person then leaves. Mm -hmm. Says, okay, well, thank you so much for your time. I still support everything you do. Have a nice day. And leaves. That's respectful. As long as that's the thing, then I think it's all good. It's when someone gets nasty on either side, that it's nasty now. Also, this point, as a celebrity, I don't need the person that is willing to jump ship because I don't want to be your little monkey. Yeah. That's another point. A third point, and this is really big, and I don't know if people really think about this. You say you love everything I do, right? I'm a musician. I'm an artist of any sort. I create things, you consume the things, you feel better about consuming the things that I produce. What is it that you think that I need in order to produce the things that you love? What is it that you think that I need? Because let me tell you what some of it is. A lot of it is peace of fucking mind. <laughs> so are you willing to take, how much do you really love the stuff that I do? Because if you take this the way that you're taking this and you start some fucking brigade on Twitter coming after me about this, what are you really saying about the stuff that I do? Am I really just a zoo animal to you or do you actually love the things that I do? Do you really care about me and what I produce or do you just want me to do and dance the way that you would like me to? Because what you're doing, this mutiny that you're fusing together on Twitter against me, that is taking away from my peace of mind. Mm -hmm. That is taking away from what you say you love for me, right. which is my art and my appearances. Because maybe now I don't want to do it because I because now I'm sort of paranoid about the weirdos out here. Mm -hmm. So that's another point that people ought to think about when they think about running up on their top celebrities or whoever it is they see out there they want to get a photo with or whatever yeah. the case is. Yeah. It's a weird world out there. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah, so that's what I thought about. Too many weirdos. And and and, and just lastly, because all of this, by the way, has all spawned from Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Shout mm -hmm. out to Kendrick. Like this, this is all conversation that is that is spawned from us start talking about in the main line of this conversation being this album. Yeah. It just it just starts conversations. It does. I love this album. There's a lot to talk about. I, there's so much more. We could go on on and on, but I love this album. I love what he did, what he does, and and it's so great too because when the heart part five came out on YouTube yeah. and everyone was watching his face shaping, you know, OJ to Kanye to Will Smith to Jesse Smollett to Nipsey Kobe, yeah. all these different people, and he's rapping top tier rapping, but all this sort of stuff is going on. You got this jazzy, funky beat in the background and his hair is out. And he, it's just him in a white tee with a black <laughs> bandana and he's rapping all this sort of stuff. And as he's rapping and these different faces are morphing in the screen, by the way, that technology is amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> Insane. And I don't know if he's got to pay these people or not. Like if you I'm can certain. Just, if you can just start taking people's faces and doing what you I'm, want. Or I'm certain. You got to throw to, a check to all these people. I'm, you have to. Unless they tell what you that, unless they tell you that you don't that you can do it for free, you have to get the permission. Which is wild because the things he's saying aren't necessarily flattering things about these people because he's calling out what culture is, mm -hmm. what we call culture, mm -hmm. and how we empower culture, how we lift up culture, but yeah. how culture ain't always what it's cracked up to Un be. Unless there's some sort of legal loophole. I'm certain right. he had to at least get the permission. Yeah. If not, slide them a check. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to know how that goes. But I love what he did there. And and what's funny is as I was looking at it, I'm like, yo, sometimes there are certain people that come out here and do something 
in the other people that are quote unquote doing the same thing, they ain't doing the same thing. Right. Like some people come out with a video or album or something, and it's like, this ain't even rap. Like this ain't even like y'all, the rest of y'all aren't even doing this. Like y'all can't even, this transcends rap. Mm -hmm. This ain't even that. Like y'all don't, y'all can't even do this. Mm -hmm. And I love when I see that every now and again, like somebody just pops out and puts something out, any medium of art. And they just put something out and it's like, oh yeah, the rest of y'all ain't doing this. Like we forget every now and again, but like the rest of y'all are just not competing at this level yeah you're just not no nah. so I, I i love i love it all so that's what i have to say <clears throat> on all of that i'm done with kendrick and mr morale and the big steppers for this episode i've said everything i need to say and all my different thoughts and all my theories and all my threads tied to it for now all right for now because i will continue to listen to it and something else may pop up that i want to come back and talk touch on but that's what i got as far as all that goes <sighs> Is there anything else at all that you would like to speak about, Young Surge? Nah, man. I we just had a great conversation about awesome. a lot of things yeah. it, that you know, from the album to outside the album. Anything I got? Anything I got to say? I don't even. I don't want to follow it up mm, with that. Understood. We'll, yeah, for sure. We could sure. save. We could save some other shit for another day. I feel you on that. Yeah. You have any last words for the people? Um. I'm, I'm a new Kendrick fan. Took me a long time to get here. Um, took me a long time to get here, but I'm definitely a, a new Kendrick fan. I think I'll go back and listen to um, some of his earlier stuff um, and see see if I can, you know, listen to it and kind of grasp some of the same feelings and emotions and thoughts that I did from Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Awesome. All I have to say is whatever you do, put your heart in it. Episode 117, 118, 118, this will be, 118, whoop-de-whoop, we, we flying through.